Good evening. Hope all of you are well. Maseches Yevamos Taf Samech Dalit. This Mishnah that we're starting with is a well-known Mishnah. <clears throat> uh, we know that there is, of course, a mitzvah for pruervu. What if it takes many years to conceive? So, what what are the halachic responsibilities as it relates to making an attempt? It's kind of like a, a reverse statute of limitations. How far does one have to go in regards to time, in regards to the mitzvah of Peru? Let's say any other mitzvah in the Torah, we have parameters. How much should you spend on tefillin if you don't have an option? How much should you spend on an esrog? So here we're saying, how long does a person have to be in a halachically viable marriage, one that is reasonable halachically, to try to have kids before they have to shift gears in order to have a child. It's a very well-known Mishnah. What's not well-known is that there's a bit of a discussion about whether or not the 10-year mark is the right number. Let's get started. The Mishnah says on Samach Dalet, a third of the way down in a fresh Mishnah, a man marries a woman and stays with her for 10 years, and she does not give birth. He's not allowed to stop trying to have children. Girsha, if they get divorced, Muteres, she is Muteresli she's allowed to remarry. What would the, the concern have been? Then maybe she was the one who had the medical problem. She's the one who was infertile. No, we are not concerned about we when we when we don't know who it is at all. No problem. She can remarry. We don't know that it's her, uh, so she can marry anybody else. And this new husband who remarried this woman, he can stay with her for ten years as well. If in fact she does ever conceive, but then she unfortunately miscarries, then we start the ten year mark from there, because that is an indicator that she can conceive, and from here on out, if it's 10 years, and she doesn't conceive, then okay, then the, the, the husband should find another pathway. Yeah. Now, in the ratio of the Mishnah, when it says, so he has an option to, to uh, also marry a second wife, halachically speaking. Uh, that's like, you know, Hagar and all the stories that we have by the Imaho, so you're fine. Let's go. So the Gemara says, uh, opening at the new Gemara on Samach Dalet, the Gemara says, Tan Rabbanan Nasa Isha V'Shoyimah Eser Shanim, same as the Mishnah, below Yolda. Yotzi, they should get divorced, V'yitain Ksuba, but he does have to give her a Ksuba. Shema lo zacha v'hibanos mimena. Maybe it was he that was not zocheh to build from her, but there's really nothing wrong with her, says the Gemara. And even though there isn't a clear proof to this shita, but we do have a little bit of a hint to this in the Pesukim. Says the Gemara, quoting the Pasuk, 10 years into, into the land of Eretz, the 10 years that he was in Chutzlaretz, so seemingly the Gemara is implying that being in Chutzlar is to kind of make sense that you're not going to conceive. That's what the Gemara seems to imply. And in fact, they're not even Olamina Minyan. The Fichach, therefore, Chalahu Osha Chalsahi, if they're uh, sick and therefore they're not together, Oshne Chavushim Bevesar, somewhere they're kept in different cells and prisons and they're not able to be together. Ain Olen Lo Mina Minyan, this doesn't count in the 10 year. Uh, it doesn't count in the 10-year count for, for infertility. That's just important to note. So even you deduct days, you go out of town for six weeks over the course of that time. So then you have 10 years and six weeks. It should be time that is viable for husbands and wives to be together. Why don't we learn from somewhere else? We see over there by Yitzchak that it was, uh, he married at 40. Why, did, why does the Mishnah say 10 years? Maybe the Mishnah should say 20 years, because we see that Yitzchak stayed with his wife, even though it took 20 years to have children. A great question. Amar Lay, there it was different. 
Yitzchak Akor Haya. Yitzchak was, uh, we knew the problem was with him, and therefore there's no need to get divorced. She doesn't have a mitzvah, pru or vu, but he does. And if he's infertile anyway, so why get divorced? So that says 20 years. Says Gemari, Hachi, if that's your assumption, maybe we should say Avraham Nami Akor Haya. Maybe we should argue that in the first Pasuk where we saw that Avraham didn't have kids for 10 years, maybe we should say that he was Akor as well. So then the Gemara says, confusingly, Hahumi we don't yet know how, what hahu means. We're going to read Rashi in a second, but let's finish the line first. This uh, one of the psukim is going to be used for Rav Chia Bar Abba. Why would the Torah recount the age, the years of Yishmael, who was a Russia? Says the Gemara. The Mephorshim actually go into what we actually learned mathematically about Yaakov from Yishmael. So let's take a look at Rashi to understand the shock of the of the Gemara. Rashi is a third of the way down. Rashi says, Klomar, Yitzchak Akor Haya, Yitzchak could not have kids, and Mishum Hachilo Nasiv Acharisi, he didn't marry another woman. The Krad Yitzchak Ben Shishim Shana, the Pasuk that says that Yitzchak was 60 years old, Lo Yeserahi, the Tema Lehachi Kasve Rachmana, the Migmar Mine, Shehias Esrim Shana. It's not extra to say that therefore it's possible we should learn out. The, that the delay in having children is 20 years and not 10. Dehahu, that pasuk of the Esrim Shanami, Boile Vichule, that was the Gemara's answer. That if we go back in the Gemara now, that Hahumi Boile, the Gemara says two thirds of the way down to teach us about uh, Yishmael and really about Yaakov. So that's why it says those extra psukim. And we, really, we don't have a, an extremely clear answer here. Amra Yitzchak, Yitzchak Avinu Akor Haya, Shenemar Vayetar Yitzchak Lahashem, Lenochach Ishto. And it doesn't say Al Ishto Lo Neemar, in the presence of his wife, both of them were having trouble having children, and they assumed that the problem was with each of them, not just with one of them. If that's true, why does the Pasuk say it should have been it should have been plural? Why was only he the one davening? Because who, who was his father? He was a tzaddik ben tzaddik. tzaddik ben tzaddik, the tzaddik ben Russia. Because the power, the efficacy of the tefillah of a tzaddik ben tzaddik is greater than that of a tzaddik ben Russia. This next line of Gemara is one of the more famous ones in Shas, Amar of Yitzchak, Akurim. Why is it that our uh, forefathers and or uh, foremothers, whoever they were, why is it that they were Akurim, that they were having trouble having children? Says the Gemara, that Hashem desires the prayers of tzaddikim. <clears throat> So the Mepharshim dig into what this actually means is that the tzaddikim, one approach in the, in the Mepharshim is that the tzaddikim, uh, they have a requirement that they are on a higher level, that they're, they're doing things that are broader and bigger than most of us. And therefore they had to reach deeper places of tefillah, the deepest places of tefillah. And that's when you are uh, in the deepest of pain. So without having children, without the continuity, so therefore people daven harder, and that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu is mis'av le'tfilas and shal tzaddikim. That was the tefillah that he was praying. Hmm. Where does it say that? He, he probably has uh, oh. svarmaktoshim, Roshach. <laughs> it's called svarmaktoshim. He, he can <laughs> sit down. Yeah. Sure. Beautiful. Beautiful. Four lines from the bottom. Amar of Yitzchak. Nochach. The verb we just had here. Plus it says, Is it both? Nochach ishto. Both words. Both words. Nochach ishto. I'm asking you. Oh, Roshet Tevos. They're saying Gematria. 
Uh, absolutely even better. I totally misunderstood. I heard you said all the right words. My brain didn't process them the right way. I hope sometimes in Dafyomi that I say the right words and you do process them the right way because I just totally misunderstood you. But thank you. Why is it that the prayers of the righteous is considered like a pitchfork? We've seen this Kamar before. Just like the pitchfork is used to move hay, to move uh, uh, vegetation, straw, whatever it is, from one part of the field to another. So too, the pitchfork, as it were, the power of tefillah, of tzaddikim, is to change the mid of HaKadosh Baruch from ragzanus, from being berogas, to anger, from anger, the midas rachmanus, to a merciful viewpoint. So we can actually change the gzair of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if we're tzaddikim. Amar Rabbi Avraham, Vesara, Tumtamin Hayu. Wow. Avraham and Sarah, they had some type of skin covering their, their, their private parts that made it a little unclear what gender they were. And this is implied from a Pasuk, Shinemar Habitu El Tzur, that there was something carved out of rock, and there was a hole that was dug out, which is an implication that he was he had to have skin removed to reveal his, uh, his gid, and she had to have skin removed to reveal the osamakom uchsiv, and then after that, once that problem was solved, that they were able to have fruits, they were able to have children. was completely infertile. She didn't even have a uterus, zero. I read something in the news today. Unbelievable. The whole Roe v. Wade. So this woman who is so gung ho about her body and that it's all about rights of people. She did a surgery to remove permanently her fallopian tubes. She's 24, so that she never has to be together the government control. Hashem Yerachem, Rachmana Nitzlan Mehai Daita. That it, it is maybe, maybe. I'm more concerned about the logic than the person. It's uh, such an embrace to embrace such an idea to lose your own future because unbelievable. Thank God we have Torah. So Sarah Imenu sitting there without a uterus. So she, this in a whole another planet. So she's like, that's not happening. So she starts davening. And Taka, look what ended up happening. She ended up having children. And if Pshat and the Pasuk is right, of Ain Lavalad, and that she she could Ain Lavalad, she that the words are that's why the Mufarshim says she was Akara and Ain Lavalad. Why say both? You're either Akara, and obviously if you're Akara, you have so that's why the Mufarshim say we know that she didn't even have a uterus. So Nes Nigla, that she was able to have children, maybe Nes Nistar. When do we say that it's 10 years? <clears throat> 10 lines down. The only time we say that it's 10 years, that's the upper limit at which a man has to pursue other avenues for pru or vu 10 years. That's only back in the day when people were living 140, 150, 160 years old. Now that we live in a generation where people's lives are not that long like they were by the Avos, it's two and a half years. It is like having three cycles of pregnancy. That's how much time a person should spend trying with his current wife to have children. And if they fail, then at that point, after two and a half years, so then the marriage either can continue, but with a second wife, or they can divorce and he can remarry. 
No, it's three years, but only at the cycle of Rosh Hashanah. Only when they got to the base Medrash, when they started davening on Rosh Hashanah, that's when things changed. So says the Gemara, hang on one second. This doesn't make sense. You're saying that in the times of Moshe Rabbeinu, everybody lived a little bit longer. So then the Chiyuv, to change direction for the mitzvah of Purvu is at 10 years. And all of a sudden, everything changed. What are you talking about? Says the Gemara, That's ridiculous. We don't have any of these shorter versions. Who is the one who put together our Mishnah that says that the parameter is 10 years? Rebbe. We know that even in the times of David, forget about the Amorim and the Tanaim, forget about that. Go back thousands of years to David. Forget it. That's crazy. And the Gemara outright rejects the possibility that we shifted the number of years. The standard at which we have to change our approach to Pruervu is not two and a half years or three years. He throws it out entirely. The Gemara just moves on to another topic, like not giving it any more ink. Conversation's over. Answer. Which piece? Oh, the W, like what was the Havim? The Mishnah was written by somebody who lived the same lifespan as the rest. Yeah, I mean, how long did he live? Yeah, how long could he have lived? He didn't even live 100 years. I don't know how long he lived, but I don't think it was 100 years. People in that time lived yeah. 70, 80 years. Yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. How, how long Rebbe lived? Who knows? But who knows? But yeah, because even thousands people of years before. Right. People in his yeah. time lived 70 years. The Havim is, is interesting on a couple of fronts. First of all, historically, it doesn't really make sense. Um, and second of all, do we have any other areas of halacha like that? That's where... what I'm saying. It's so interesting. The Rebbe wrote the Mishnah for us to live at right. in his right. generation yeah. for us to continue. So he wasn't talking about prehistoric times. It's really, just an interesting answer. Yeah. Okay. I hear. Yeah. I'm, I'm just wondering if anywhere else in Shas we have such ideas where our halacha modifies to the times in such dramatic form. Well, but it didn't. The point is, it didn't. I know. I'm just saying. I'm saying in the Havamina, in the Havamina. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, there's times where it's like a takana, and then they change the takana, and they, they say, like, that mission doesn't apply anymore because they're not using That's true. Like, but but Pru or Vu, Pru or Vu is a mitzvah doraisa. <laughs> so if the parameters of Pru or Vu are midoraisa, so then the parameter itself is not subject to change. It's not a takana. This is a, a mitzvah sasei shel Torah. You have to put on tefillin. Okay, like the, the rules don't the basic rules don't change you gotta they're, put still they're still right they're still cubes whatever the sizes are yeah okay let's keep going the gemara goes back to a line we quoted at the open of our gemara in the previous summer the ha we said maybe he was the problem and she wasn't maybe it was she who was who was the problem says rashi 10 lines down and therefore Wow, that if we knew, if we find out halfway through a marriage, five years in, that she's an Akara, Rashi implies that she can be Yotzi Baloksubasa because she's the problem. And he has a mitzvah oh. Shel Torah to, to have children. Says the Gemara, no. Ihi kevan de lo mifkada apiri virivya lo ansha. Wow. She, you can't punish her for that. You can't do that. She's got to get her money. It is her responsibility, yes, to be available to her husband for Pruru. That's correct. But it's not her mitzvah, it's his mitzvah. So therefore, we're not going to slap her on the wrist and say, you're an Akara. In addition to the bad news, you also lost her. So we're not doing that because she's not Mitzvah in the mitzvah to start with. 
The Gemara says Aini, but it's actually uh, really another part of the sugya. What does Aini mean? Rashi, 12 lines down. This is Amas Nisan Parich. It's asking a question on our Mishnah. What did our Mishnah say? That he should possibly marry another woman. So says the Gemara, Aini. Is that really true? That she, he should marry another woman? They said to him, go get married and have children. And he said, forget it. If I was going to have children, it would have been with my first wife. So what do we see from this story? No need to continue the pursuit. Once you've tried, you've tried, and then seemingly you're done. So why does our Mishnah, why does the Gemara present an idea of Yisa Acheres, that he should marry another woman? This story doesn't seem to say that. The Gemara says, actually, the story with um, with Abba Barzavda is not really what it looks like. Hasam He was just brushing off the rabbis with a little... Uh, just a couple of words that fell out of his mouth, but it's not halachically a valid, valid answer. Why is that? Remember yesterday we spoke about this, that there were Tamidim sitting in their Rebbe's shir, and they ran into this uh, medical issue that because they didn't want to leave shir and they had to go to the bathroom so badly, so therefore it made them sterile. Again, I don't know how the science works. I don't uh, know enough to know about that, but the bladder is nowhere near the scrotum, which is where the zera is. So I don't exactly know how that works, but that's what the Gemara assumes. Not only that, Rav Gidel Iakrami Pirkei Huna, he also became sterile. Rav Chelbo Iakrami Pirkei Huna, Rav Sheshes Iakrami Pirkei Huna, Someone's got to get a bathroom pass and share. The kids have to go to the bathroom. If they have to go to the bathroom, they have to go. Says the Gemara, Rav Achabar Yaakov, Achadate Suskinta. He started to get sick from this particular disease. Tuluya, they hung him from the cedar planks, from the rafters of the ceiling. They hung him upside down. And and he had some kind of discharge that was green, like a, like a lulab, that, that type of green color that discharged from his body. And that was the healing thing that prevented him from actually being sterile. There were 60 elders in Shir. And all of them became infertile because of Rav Huna's Shir, except for myself. He said, because I fulfilled within myself. How do you read that? What's the word? Says the, the Gemara, the Pasuk is, Wisdom will uh, will sustain the the ba'alah, the person himself. So the Mephorshim discussed what this means. Maybe he actually got up in shear and went to the bathroom, even though it seems to be a little bit rude. It's not rude. The din is you're obligated to do that. In fact, by, by tefillah, we have a din that if a person has to go to the bathroom, not, they're not allowed to daven. You're not allowed to daven if you really have to go to the bathroom. It's an isr derabonon of baltashaktu. If a person um, holds in the need to go to the bathroom, when he knows that he has to go to the bathroom within the next 72 minutes. If you know that no matter what, you will find a bathroom or go to the bathroom within 72 minutes, it's an Isra Dara to hold it in at that point. Then your whole world turns upside down until you find a bathroom. You gotta like the uh, no 20 others suggested he urinated in public in consonance with the ruling state in Bechoros. Mm. So he just, just went to the bathroom. Azai. Azai. And, and, and just a question. And, and Mutter. And it was Mutter sitting with yeah. him. Well, what does it mean that on Ravacha Bayaka was take a look in Rashi? Because I didn't understand what that was doing there either. What is what, what was your question? What was the story about Ravacha Bayaka doing? There? Oh well, what was being too by the It was about this. It was about this. Of how he um was able to be okay is that that was how we did it. But then going back to the first where it says you flipped it with Suskinta. Sus, Suskinta, yeah. Well, what does it mean they suspended him from the cedar column? That he was like up high? 
Well, it wasn't about the height. They, it, it appears from the Gemara like they turned him over uh, in some way, shape, and form. It seems that way. So that's, what the, that's what the language seems to be. And then that generated, for whatever reason, a particular discharge that prevented him from getting sick, this greenish discharge. Being sterile, that was the point. Was what? Preventing being sterile. Right. Correct. Yeah. Because that sickness is what led to sterility yeah. and they caught yeah. it in time. Yeah, exactly. By him, they caught it in time. By him, they caught it in time. <laughs> Just if you guys need to go to the bathroom during Dafyomi, just please just exit and mass. It's totally fine. Don't hesitate. That's uh, I, I don't even understand how this all I don't understand how this evolved in the first place. It's us to hold it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One it's not good. Something's not right. All right, two dots. We're going to get into a bit of a lamdish sugya, and we'll stop at the two dots at the top on Samachem and Aleph. And the lamdish sugya is about Chazaka. What about Chazaka? So let's see. The Gemara says that Girsha Muteres, that if they get divorced, that she is allowed to remarry. How many times is she allowed to remarry after, until we see that she's the problem? So it says the Gemara, Shani, and yes, she can marry the second man. However, if he doesn't have children over the course of the 10 years of their marriage, Shlishi Lo. So it says the Gemara, Masni Sanmani, who is the author of our Mishnah? It's Rebihi. Rebbe famously is of the opinion that a Chazaka is established with only two occurrences. Titania, Malaharisho Numes, Shani Umes, if Rahmana Litslan, a woman has a child and the first child dies from the bris, specifically from the bris, and the second child dies from the bris, that's already enough of a chazaka to establish that um, that she that she does not have to circumcise her third child. Shlishi Lotimo, that's Rebbe. Rib Shimon Ben Gamliel Omer, incorrect. Shlishi Timo, Rebbe Lotimo. We establish a chazaka with three occurrences, not with two. This is found throughout Shas. It's not new. Uh, we will see it in most Masechtas that we learn. The Tanya, wait one second. Ipcha, we learned that the Shitas were in fact reversed. Says the Gemara, well, which one was first? Was it the presentation that we just saw or the reverse Shita, the, the, the Ipcha So which one came first? Haiminahu Acharinisa. Not which one came first, which one came last. So let's see, we're halfway down. Tashma, the Brysa writes, actually not a Brysa, it's an Amorime. There's a story with four sisters. Shemala Rishona Umes, the what the oldest say, the oldest sister, she did a bris on her son and the son died. Shnia, the second sister, she did a bris on her son Umes. Shlishis Umes, the third sister as well, and the kid died. Raviz, the fourth sister, was about to do a bris. She's like, my three sisters have all lost children from a bris. So Bas Lifnei Rav Shimon Ben Gamliel. Amar la al-timuli. What did he say? You should not do a bris. What do we see from here? We see from here that a chazaka is established by three. Says the Gemara, no. Dilma i asya shlishis nami They only asked after the third child died. What if they would have asked before they circumcised the third child? You can't bring a riot from a story when you surpassed the opportunity. You passed upon an opportunity to ask a shayla. That might be their fault. Says the Gemara, Of course, that's not what Obviously, he knows that. He's showing you that the psaq came over here after the third child died. And then we said that by the fourth, you're not, you're not allowed to do the bris. And therefore, a chazaka is established by three occurrences. Says the Gemara, maybe this whole story is not a regular chazaka. A regular chazaka is when one woman has multiple children and they all die. Here, says the Gemara, the Dilma Kamashman de Achayos Machazkos. Oh, a different lambdas. Maybe you could say that do we establish a chazaka with four different women? That's a great Shiloh. And maybe that's what we're talking about. So the Gemara interjects a little bit of a parenthetical comment. Now that we seem to have an implication from here that sisters 
do generate a chazaka. Lo yisa adam isha, lo mishpachas nichfin. You shouldn't marry a, a woman from a family of those who have epilepsy. Lo mishpachas mitzora, and those who have mitzora. Behu dischazik plus azimni, as long as it's happened three times. So if you have three sisters in a family who have epilepsy, you shouldn't marry the fourth. You, you, you know what's coming down the pipeline. We know what's going on. That's what the Gemara is saying. Chazaka can be established within a family from multiple siblings. A very uh, fascinating idea. There's no Punnett squares back in the day. They didn't know what to expect. Blue eyes, green eyes, brown hair. They had no idea. Receding hairlines. They had no clue about this stuff. We know that now because of biology. But the Gemara is saying that halachically speaking, you are allowed to make a chazaka like that. If there's four girls in a family and you're looking to get married and three of them have some type of flaw, you are allowed to make the halachic chazaka that the fourth sister probably has the same. I don't know that that's fair to say some type of flaw. The Gemara says they're and leprosy. Yeah, yeah. Whatever the parameters are there, I'm not uh, 100% correct. It's not... Uh, it's not everything, and I've got to figure out what it is. But these are our illnesses. Yeah, there's always a problem somewhere, I guess. Yeah. The Gemara says two thirds of the way down, my Havayala, Lamaisa, how do we him? Which Brisa came first? Most broadly, where do we say that a Chazaka is with two occurrences, or where do we say it's with three? And we'll see by the end of the Gemara that it just depends on the Sugya. And the end of this Gemara has a beautiful clarification of when we rely on two episodes being a Chazaka and three. The Gemara says, there was a story that took place in the in the shul in Ma'on on Yom Kippur, Shechal Yos B'Shabbos. Double whammy. It's Yom Kippur that's Shabbos. A Shabbos and it's a, a very busy bris day. Umala Rishona Umeis, the first child died from bris mila. Shnia Umeis, and the second one died. Shlishis Ba'alifne Ba'alifanov Amar La Lechiyu Muli. Go do the bris. Um, Right? So we see that two is going to be the case. You need to make sure that you know what's going on. No, it seems to be from one family. I, yeah, yeah, triplets. Why, why? Maybe not triplets. Maybe it's a den in the mall. I'm just, uh, I'm saying that now. I'm saying it now. I didn't. I, I didn't uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Next year, why not be Shabbos? Three sisters. Or is it three sisters again? Since you three sisters. Uh huh. no, so here it says, uh, and, no, here it wasn't. Lishlishi's ba'al of they asked the Shaila, Omar la, and they said to this uh, third sister, Lichi umuli, you should do the bris. Namely, a chazaka is not established by two, it's established by three. And therefore, uh, this child is, halachically speaking, not at risk. First of all, you did something prohibited. And second of all, you did something dangerous. What kind of psak is that? However, much as he complained, he himself actually relied on this particular halachic assumption that a chazaka is only established after three. Why? Because what did he do? Abaye was ve'azal nispa lechoma. He married a woman whose name was Choma. Barata de Isi bere de Rav Yitzchak bere de Rav Yehuda, many generations, but she was the daughter of Isi. And says the Gemara, This woman, Choma, had married Rachba, who lived in Pumbadis, and he died. And then Rav Yitzchak Berei de Rabba, Barbar Chana Veshachiv. Then she married Rav Yitzchak Berei de Rabba, and he died. And then Benos Bahu, then Abaye married her, third marriage, because he was under the assumption that it takes three to establish a Chazaka. Veshachiv, and then he died. 
Says the Gemara, Omar Rava, Abaye's counterpart, Umi Ika de Avid Uvda Benafshe Kihai. Is there anyone who ever self inflicted harm like Abaye just did? He himself said, Avin de Samcha, we rely on a person named Samcha, but Yitzchak Sumka, this guy who we just quoted two lines ago, who was the one who said that the Chazaka is only after three, Yitzchak Sumcha, La Bar Samcha. Why? Why was there a distinction? Because Avin Yashno Bechazara, Avin Yusachazar is learning. Yitzchak Sumcha Eno Bechazara. So even Abai himself held that this person should not be reliable to say that a Chazaka is only after three times. Not only that, Vaod, Amar Depligi, when is it that we would say that there's a discussion about Chazaka? Le'inyin Mila, but Binisu and Mi Pligi, everyone should agree that it's only going to be two. What was Abai thinking? The Gemara says, Let's see. We'll see in the Gemara. Says the Gemara uh, in that even by even by Nisuin we have an machlokas about this. So we see that there is a machlokas where the Gemara was asking it should be obvious and it was wrong. The Gemara was saying that yes, there should be a machlokas in regards to how long it takes to establish a chazaka by Mila, but maybe not by Nisuin. We'll see why in the Gemara soon. But we do see a machlokas. That a chazaka is established after two. The Ravi Lotinase. Sorry. Established after three. Also, says the Gemara, Bishlam Agabe Mila. I understand by Bismila, Ikamishbacha de Rafe Dama. There are some families who have very thin blood, Ikamishbacha de Kami Dama, and there are families who coagulate very well. I can attest to this. I carry the emergency tools in my bag. Hashem should bless me. I rarely use them, thank God. And uh, I've started becoming way more religious over the years when it comes to these things because we do not control these things. You have babies who have bleeding disorders, no, no, uh, no vitamin K shots, perfectly fine. Babies who have like extra vitamin K shots and everybody's, and they're, they're the bleeders. So we don't control these things. They got a dog for them. So we understand why by, by Brismila, there should be a shaila about when to establish a chazak after two occurrences or three. Eleni Su, in my time, a marriage is marriage is marriage. What's the problem? Why should there be any reason to assume a stricter line of chazaka? So it says the Gemara, because Omar Le Rav Mordechai the Rav Ashi, ooh, did I skip a line? No, Eleni Su, in my time, Omar Le Rav Mordechai the Rav Ashi, Maybe it has something to do with osamakam with the tash mishamita. Maybe it's a din in the, in the wife. Ravashi Amar, no, mazel gorim. It has to do with the person's mazel. What's the difference between these two approaches as to why Nisuin should also have a machlokas about when a chazak is established? My benahi, what's the difference between these two answers? Let's say they never had tash mishamita and it's only a din in mazel. You can't say that it's a osamakam, that it's ma'ayan, that it's from her. They never had tash mishamita. Inami did not feel me dikla maze. Or if he died in a weird way, if he died because he got he fell off a tree. So Nishtaraya that the Ditsadin and the wife. That's not correct. So that I, I don't know where you draw the line. What type of death is considered the wife's responsibility? What type of death is not? You choke on food in the kitchen, but if you choke on food somewhere somewhere else. So that requires uh, some some diyun in regards to understanding what this means. But either way, these would be nafkaminas. We need to get the names right here. Rav Yosef was the son of Rava. And also a Rebbe in the previous generation. Rava was fourth generation. He had a son, Rav Yosef. And Rava's previous generation Rebbe was also named Rav Yosef. So Rav Yosef, the son of Rava, said to Rava, that he had asked a question from Rav Yosef what the halacha was in regards to if, do we hold like Rebbe? Do we hold like Rebbe that it's, uh, the Chazak is established in Tuva? Amarli in, yes. 
And then I asked, what about halacha Shimon ben Gamliel? In yes, we held like both of them. So he thought, everybody's making fun of me. What kind of ridiculous answer is this? We either hold two or three. Says that's not correct. Nobody's making fun of anybody. We have a lot of different Mishnais that are stum. And Upashitlach, and we have a way to explain them. Nisuin umalkios, when it comes to marriage and when it comes to Malkos. So then Kirav. Then we okay, Rebbe. Then we paskin like Rebbe that a chazaka is established after two occurrences. But when it comes to vestos, v'shor hamuad, when it comes to these two areas of halacha, vestos we discussed yesterday, and we'll discuss more momentarily. Um, and shor hamuad, an animal that can cause damage to another to another animal or to other people, that's kerev and shemim gamliel. That then we need three occurrences. Nisu and hada amran. That's our sugya from today. That was the case where we see that the chazaka is established with two, according to some sheet by Rebbe. Malkios. What was that case? A person who gets malkos and then they repeat the crime again. They put him into some type of jail or a cage. And they feed him barley until he dies from uh, from gluttony, from overeating. But anyways, what was the case of Mishashana That he got uh, the punishment twice. What did they not do? Give it to him the third time. We therefore see that two is a chazaka. Vestos, there the, the Gemara shifts now to the other side. Vestos, as a woman begins to regularly get her period, so the way that it works in halacha is that there's what's called a veses kavua. Most women nowadays do not have a veses kavua. Most women have a veses she'ena kavua. A veses kavua is when a woman sees her period at exactly the same interval of, of time from one period to the next and to the part of the day. So let's say that a woman always gets her period 31 days apart in the morning for three months in a row. That's called a veses kavua. And that means that the next month at 31 days that morning, they're not allowed to be together. But they don't have to worry about any of the other vestos because she has a veses kavua. But that's only established with a chazaka of three. That's kovasa veses ashatik bena shalosh pramim. And conversely, when a woman does have a a veses kavua. How do you undo a veses kavua? So says the Gemara. And if she wants to undo her establishment of she always gets her period at 31 days in the morning. So there have to be three cycles in a row where she doesn't get her period at the 31st day in the morning. That's how you are me'akir. There we see, like the other shita, that the chazaka is established only after three occurrences. And lastly is Vishor Hamuad. Vishor Hamuad is an animal that gores others. That a Shor Hamuad is not put into the category of Muad. We know that there's two categories of Shor. There's a Shor Tam and a Shor Muad. An animal can only be Begeder Muad after three occurrences where it damages other animals. So that's the larger Machlokas, starting, of course, with whether or not a woman is allowed to marry more than two husbands under the assumption that she's not the problem. That's a machlokas, two or three, which is broadened into the larger conversation that we just discussed over the last Amud. We'll stop right here and we'll pick up Amir Hashem tomorrow with Daf Hey, One scheduling note, I have a bris Shabbos afternoon in Skokie. We're going to be doing Daf Yomi after the 2.30 Mincha on Shabbos, and then you'll have the afternoon off. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Sure.